You are now tuned in to the True Say Podcast, unpacking age-old questions and concepts we reflexively ignore. In this podcast, we're going to revisit topics to help make the critical connections you may have overlooked. Think Quentin Tarantino meets 60 Minutes, where we start at the end and finish at the beginning. Except, in this podcast, we only need 43. I am your host, True Say. Join me as I provide you with a modern perspective. Let's get started. Actually, before we unpack today's topic, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank my sponsors at Bean Bundle, Canada's newest coffee subscription. It's been great. Ever since I stumbled on this service, I've been able to put my mocha pot to good use with beans they sent me from legitimate roasters across the country. Bean Bundle makes it so easy for people like me who are trying to find their particular roast but don't know where to start. The process is super quick. Just visit beanbundle.com, choose the amount of coffee you want on a monthly basis, medium roast, dark roast, whatever your flavor, and they ship you different beans from their latest roster of roasters on a monthly basis. Best part about being from the sixth side is if you live in Canada, they ship to you absolutely free. And if you sign up using code TRUESAY25, you'll save 25% off your subscription. Now, if you've been rocking with the True Save podcast, listen for your cue to get your hot brew provided by Bean Bundle ready, and let's get into it. Guess who's Bizak? Ooh, oh, you know, you know who it is. It's your host, True Say. Um, where are we now? Nineteenth edition. Can I get a little round of applause? A silent round of applause. You know, I just want to thank all my True Sayers. I want to thank my producer, Mrs. True Say. Brother True Say, all my friends, good and old, who have come and supported the podcast at this point. I couldn't have gotten here without you. Uh, but last but not least, I'd like to thank myself. Yes, because I'm bringing you guys nothing but jam-packed heat every week, every Thursday. Every time you come, you know you're going to be presented with a new topic, a new question, a prompt, something that I'm sure has percolated in your minds, come up in conversation, um, whether it be... Uh, when you're on your own, thinking and ruminating in your own room, brooding over a window as you sip on a nice hot beverage, or, you know, you're having a conversation with a loved one or friend. So what do we have for today? More in the vein of my very earlier editions, today we don't have a question per se, but another thought or a statement. Haters are the new age devil's advocates. Can I get an amen? Pun intended. Literally. How often have you heard someone say, you know, just to play devil's advocate, when in essence, all they're really trying to do is bring you down, hating, right? So in more of the original say fashion, we're going to start at the end, being modern day and finish at the beginning. Where did this whole devil's advocate saying even come from? And why would anybody play devil's advocate? Two and three, who the heck asked you to play devil's advocate? I, you know, nowhere do you enter a conversation and pick or draw names from a hat about what role you're going to play in a conversation. So who the heck told you, my friend or my enemy, whoever you are, to play devil's advocate? And on top of that, we know why half the people play devil's advocate, what they're really trying to do. They're trying to hate. And we all know what haters do in this day and age. Haters are the modern day devil's advocates. Okay. And it'll make so much more sense when I tell you where the origin of this statement even came from. But let's get right into it. 
Haters. How much of us know about haters? Why do they exist? Why are you trying to hate on my parade? Why are you trying to undermine my argument? Why are you trying to tell me that where I stand or what my position is, is you need to, you know, show and expose holes or or show the chinks in my my defense or chinks in my my proposition because you for some reason feel like i haven't seen the entirety of the actual problem or scenario see many a time people feel like when they're playing devil's advocate all they're doing is providing you with the means to see a bigger picture have a more expansive argument or get engaged in debate or discussion that is not what they're doing i kid you not Half the time, people who are playing devil's advocates are typically just trying to undermine your position. They're typically just trying to make it seem as if they know something you don't know or are trying to deny everything you're saying by introducing some audible or some alternative perspective or viewpoint. Well, we all know you never really cared about the conversation to begin with. All you're trying to do is foil my argument and make me look dumb. Right? So when we talk about devil's advocates in the modern day sense we're talking about in my opinion and this is the true say podcast so my opinion stands we're talking about haters okay how often have you come across the online troll for instance now that's the modern day devil's advocate to me an online troll comes in many forms the ones that i pay attention to are the ones who are trying to pose or introduce or insert themselves into a conversation with some very arbitrary esoteric piece of information that you would never think of or never find just to try and present a different framing of a problem or decide or sorry discern that your solution isn't actually you know comprehensive enough because you're missing this one key element or you're not looking at the problem from this very fulsome perspective right Now, one would think that this person who's, quote unquote, playing devil's advocate in our mind and in this conversation, playing a hater, what they're trying to do is introduce some diversity of thought. So what do I mean by diversity of thought? They're thinking, well, you know, it's not fair to allow you to lead the conversation and impose your free will or impose your thinking on the group at large. Right. Who's to say everything you're saying right now is, in fact, valid or comprehensive and true, you know? In their mind, they're doing a disservice by allowing you, the person, to introduce a topic or conversation or thought or perspective or solution or problem, whatever the case may be. In their mind, the devil's advocate slash hater is saying, well, you know, I don't necessarily think what you're saying is accurate, correct or fulsome enough. So let me introduce reasons unbeknownst to the audience or crowd or spectators why why I don't think why you've missed something in your presentation or proposition. Let me show you how you've made a mistake. Now, let me give you a working example of a very, very poignant hater, right? Or a devil's advocate, okay? Somebody will now say, oh, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time, right? Now, a devil's advocate would say, oh, but you're undermining those of Oscar Robertson, the greats like Walt Chamberlain, the greats like... um, Dr. J, Julia Serving, right? And you'll talk to all these reasons why they were the forefathers and if not for the struggles and hardships they faced, you know, Michael Jordan wouldn't have been able to stand on their shoulders to achieve greatness. And that's true. But half the time, it depends on who you're talking to. Now, an old head would basically hate on these new school kids now because they have a different perspective of the game. They feel like these old greats were the greatest of all time. You can't call Michael Jordan a great because he didn't, Grow up in a time where it was 
you know, there was segregation or even being a famous athlete was always uh, secluded to a particular demographic, right? They're hating on MJ now because they feel like what he went through wasn't as hard as somebody else's what they went through. When in reality is, they're all great in their own right, right? So that's a, I'll give that actually more of, I'll, I'll massage it a bit, okay? They're not really being haters, but they're just basically trying to undermine the new school because the old school always thinks it's better than the new school, right? A more, I guess I can say a more hmm, real real viewpoint of a modern day hater. We can think about, uh, for instance, a modern day hater would come in the form of somebody who dislikes your taste in music, okay? Now let's look at, Drizzy Drake, prime example. It's undeniable at this point that Drake is probably one of the most famous artists, not even probably, is the most famous artist right now of the last decade. Okay, he's crushed all these digital records. He's crushed Billboard Top 100. He's sold out stadiums. He's literally on the Billboard Hot 100 all the time. He has number one hits, blah, blah, blah. His accolades go on and on and on. Now, a bunch of people will provide little chinks to say, well, you know, it's not like people have to go to music stores to buy his records anymore. So of course he's going to be breaking all these sales or it's not like people have to really go and call into a radio station to to request his song. They simply have to go on Spotify and blah, 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 and download his music and blah, blah, blah. So of course it's streaming. All these different things, right? Now, Obviously, they're trying to say, oh, because everything is so much more accessible now, of course it's easy for Drake to basically become the most popular this or the most popular that or blah, blah, blah. You're hating. How many people all have access to the exact same tools, the exact same equipment, the all the exact same platforms, and they're not doing the same thing he's doing? They keep on forgetting. Haters always do this. They always try and focus and zero in on one particular element of a of a a statement or a prompt, you know, a position you have, and they try and poke holes in it and say why, oh, well, you're not, you know, the reason why your point is wrong is because it's in this person's individual setting, these things were different than how you're juxtaposing it against this person because it's a different setting. But the reality is everything is relative, right? Nobody is saying that, okay, using the Drake example, nobody's saying that Michael Jackson, for instance, didn't have different challenges that would have prevented him from having the same level of success, let's say. Not even level of success, but number of sales. His statistics will be lesser in number or lesser in weight or gravitas, whatever you want to call it, than Drake's are when it comes to record sales or number one hits, etc. So who's to say, you know, he's a better artist than this person? When it boils down to relative to their certain, you know, their time and era, the powers that be, the system and infrastructure was conducive to certain things, right? And the person who was able to best deliver a product that was highly sought after, best deliver a product that was accessible to the people who were able to go out and use their own power and access it, they were the ones who rose to the top. So, for instance, you can't say, oh, you know, we can't compare this person to this person because, you know, it's easier now. No, every every generation has its own challenges. Every generation has its own hardships. If you're just hating to say something to the effect of, oh, well, now it's digital and then it was more, um, what would be the word, analog, then you can't compare the two. No, it's not about that. Right. Stop being a hater. You're just mad because what I'm saying isn't in alignment with what you think. 
It's fair to have differing opinions, right? And it's fair to have a constructive debate. But when you're not coming to the argument or coming to the table with sound thinking and a resolved position that looks at things with like, you know, entering the conversation with your qualifiers, I'm not hearing it. To me, you're just trolling. You're just trying to break somebody else down because you disagree, not because you feel that their position isn't necessarily sound. And that's my problem with these devil's advocates. They always come in to say, oh, I'm playing devil's advocate under this pretense like they're saying to you, look, you haven't thought about this thoroughly. You're missing something. And and I think if I fill in that hole, you'll be able to realize that your argument may or may not have been on solid foundation. See, that's the true rule of a devil's advocate, somebody who can more or less enlighten you. Because they're saying, I hold something, a piece of information, that if you held it, you likely wouldn't have arrived at that conclusion. But no, more times, these devil's advocates, these haters, are really just trying to undermine your position. For instance, so not even thinking about music, a modern day devil's advocate, and I'm sure all of you can attest to this, when you come to actually trying to secure a role, let's say, right? You want to be on a basketball team. You want to be on the football team. You want to be a manager. You want to be a teacher. You want to be a doctor, whatever the case may be. You want to be a musician, right? An artist, a singer, an actor. It doesn't matter. And you try your best. You satisfy all the criteria and you get somewhere. A devil's advocate will tell you, well, you know, you have to factor in that this person who who got that position on the team, they've been playing a bit harder. Or this person who's been doing this, you know, maybe you didn't really deserve it because you weren't actually the best qualified person. You know, just plain devil's advocate. They have, you know, it's a tough role. No, I don't want to hear any of that devil's advocate stuff to make it seem as if I haven't thought about all those things. I haven't come to you asking for you to provide me with devil's advocacy, pointing out a hole in my understanding. I know where I am where I am. If anything, I need you to just be my support system, tell me what's up, and help me get through this position, get through this situation. I don't need you to say, well, maybe if you had applied a bit earlier, oh, you see, maybe if you had prepared a conversation, but maybe if you shot that shot, you know, you know, just being devil's advocate, you didn't make that mistake here. No, you're just trying to make it seem as if you know something I didn't know. You can be unbiased in the situation and can arrive at a and you know and then help me figure out why it is I am where I am figure out why it is I arrived at that conclusion no you're not you're not advocating for me you're just hating you're hating if anything you just think oh I'm good so I can tell you why you're not good and that to me is troublesome it's annoying and it happens so often right it's like it's like this okay when, when in my mind, what you're doing essentially is you're pretending, you're pretending to be in support or you're pretending to be against my idea, my position, my assertion that, you know, I'm in support of and a lot of people would support in order to make it seem as if you're trying to open a conversation up so we can discuss and this and then consider what I'm saying in more detail. That's what a devil's advocate is, is purporting to do. And most people make it seem as if that's what they're purporting to do. When in actuality, all it is you're really trying to do is just poke holes to make me feel lesser than. Poke holes in my position, 
poke holes in how I've arrived at a conclusion, poke holes in whether or not what I've, what I've done is accurate or not accurate because you feel you have more information. And that to me is bogus. Because think about it this way. When you present, not when you, when a devil's advocate, when a hater, for this, you know, sake of this conversation, presents you with new information, what exactly do they expect you to do with that information? Think about it. Half the time when somebody's trying to present or poke a hole or hate on a situation or present you with a piece of information, they don't even know what they want to do with it, right? Many of the time, they're pretending, as we already know, that they have this moral or intellectual higher ground than you and are able to tell you a piece of information that they expect will lead the conversation astray. But many times, they haven't even fully fleshed out their own thoughts fully fleshed out their argument or their position on the matter. They're simply just trying to poke holes to make you look like you don't know what you're talking about. Poke holes to make it seem as if whatever outcome you didn't want to come to pass, they can basically provide you with the reason why it did come to pass. And then, okay, so thank you for that. Let's say you're right, Mr. Hater or Mrs. Devil Advocate. You've told me now, okay, yes, okay, um, you know, you didn't think about this and you're right, I didn't think about it either. And now I've, I've realized that this information you presented to me is in fact true. You know, there's some holes in my theory. There's some holes in my thinking process. Okay, what should I do next? Uh, 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 exactly. You didn't know nothing. All you came out here to do was just try and throw an audible into my whole situation, throw a wrench into my gear system, trying to stop up my machine when it was moving, flowing and moving and flowing and interacting perfectly fine before you came in and threw in that unnecessary piece of information. All you've done is frustrate me because for some reason, whatever I was saying or whatever I was doing wasn't good on its own. You needed to figure out a way now to interrupt it because for whatever reason, you just didn't agree with my position. And I think there was a time, which we're going to get to towards the second half of this edition, there was a time playing devil's advocate had more meaning. There was a time when it used to be for a purpose. So before we get into that, drilling back down into what the purpose of haters and devil's advocates do with today, many of the time, it's like we already said, it's to be a troll. It's to derail a conversation. It's just to make things completely go and meander and somewhere they didn't need to end up or be to begin with, right? So we talked about that. A lot of times... I think a devil's advocate or a hater, what they're really trying to do is mask a provocative or controversial personal opinion, right? They're just trying to use your argument to insert their thinking in a very surreptitious, clandestine kind of way, thereby allowing other people involved in the conversation to offer up their opinion on, you know, this devil's advocate's opinion. So let me rephrase it. You're talking about something controversial, right? You're saying, um, let me find an example. Um, you know, Elvis is the king of pop. Then somebody playing devil's advocate will say, well, you know, technically, Elvis really wasn't saying anything because he was in an era where people of color or people of different ages and demographics didn't really get to break the scene. So how can we really say he's a king of pop? Because, you know, he didn't have the same hold on people like Michael Jackson did, for instance. And that might not be the best working example, but the point I'm trying to make is I'm basically showing you my opinion is that Elvis isn't the king of pop. 
and for many audiophiles and for many demographics, that's blasphemous, right? I'm saying, no, the real king of pop, the true and only king of pop is Michael Jackson. Now, because maybe I wasn't confident in that arena to be like, hey, this is how I feel about music and this is how I feel this person's the king of pop. I'm going to play devil's advocate and show it to you in a way. So it's not really me presenting the position initially. It's me kind of just trying to throw in a different perspective or opinion according to what you're saying about Elvis being the king of pop. And see, what it really was is unmasking a provocative, sometimes controversial, depending on who you're talking to, personal opinion. Same thing can be said about basketball. Some people say Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player of all time, right? He's the GOAT. How many times has he gone to the NBA Finals? Six. How many times has he won the NBA Finals? Six. How many times has he been scoring leader for the NBA season? Countless amount of times. How many times has he beaten every great person that came ahead of him? Every time. How many times has he dunked on the, you know, the tallest players or how many game-winning shots has he hit or how many times has he been stopped when it comes to being in the playoffs? The list goes on, right? And many people will say, well, you know, he was in an era where you got away with a lot of things, but I'm just playing devil's advocate because really who I think is the greatest of all time is LeBron James, right? Oh, LeBron James is great because he scored more points in his career than, um, than Michael Jordan. He's taller, he's bigger, he's faster, his stats are way better than Michael Jordan's right now. More points, more assists, more rebounds, more games won, more playoff games won, more playoff series won, more times to the finals, the list goes on. But a devil's advocate now will say, oh, well, you know, LeBron's won only three, four times and he's lost five or he's lost four, he's won four, you know, or whatever the case may be. He's been to the finals nine times, so what? He's lost five times. And it's like, okay, yeah, you're right, but you know, this is my opinion. And that's the point. Devil's advocates, trolls, haters, all they're trying to do is basically gaslight you. And that's the next thing. Gaslighting someone about their own very real lived experience. Because my lived experience growing up watching somebody from the beginning of their career till now is different than somebody who watched a person, a forefather or, you know, a a historic figure that came before them watching their experience, right? It could have been like, once again, using the combination of Elvis versus Michael Jackson, let's say there's two different eras. So when I grew up, Elvis was the, was a Don Dada and now I've come to be seeing Michael Jackson and now he's the dude, he's the main person in charge, right? He's the king of pop. So my lived experience would say something different than somebody who grew up watching Elvis or same thing can go for Michael Jordan. These young kids nowadays wouldn't even have seen a live game of Michael Jordan's. All they can do is watch his highlights on YouTube. So they have a skewed perspective and they've seen LeBron James come into the NBA from the age of 19 and play all the way up to now being 37, 38. And according to them, he's the greatest of all time. But if I were to go and control the conversation, derail their position, play devil's advocate and identify how Michael Jordan had to live through different uh, trials and tribulations, playing with the bad boys of Detroit, going up against greats like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, people who re- invigorated their like the you know the renaissance of basketball he's the one that took the game global yada 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 anybody in their right mind would say well now you're just trying to be a hater you're just you're just trying to basically play devil's advocate now you just don't you just think because you know this that my position isn't really where it stands because you're coming from a different age group or a different demographic and you know and the list goes on not to stick with basketball but that's just the person that came to mind 
So you would think that, you know, it's about really expanding conversation. You would think that the reason why people do and play this role is just to kind of enlighten you. And like I talked about earlier, expand and proliferate thinking. When honestly, I feel like it's really just boils down into this whole idea of bullying sometimes. And like, it's a bullying tactic. It's a, it's a bit of, you know, just being pretentious. Uh, this whole idea of, I think I mentioned it earlier, but being self-righteous. Like, it's, a, it's like blowing smoke up your own, you know what I'm talking about. You're just trying to make yourself look wicked, puffing up your chest, trying to identify yourself as somebody who's just, you know, I'm, I'm unique. My way of thinking is unique. I see the world for what it is more than you do. I see the forest for the trees, or I see the trees for the forest, however you want to look at it, right? And nine times out of ten, the people who are playing devil's advocate have no damn business playing devil's advocate how many times have you been on a on a website reading an opinion article or reading an article or something you enjoy to consume and you scroll down to the comments and there you have people who are identifying and presenting you with new pieces of information that undermine the whole premise or prompt of the article you just read and now it's ubiquitous right anything you consume you'll see there's always going to be some troll or hater that's in the very best very in the comments early and always to present you with information you useless information half the time or a differing an opinion that really means nothing to you it has no bearing on your ability to actually understand the information being presented to you but they feel the need to go in and introduce some falsehood or introduce some rationale as to why the presentation of the information you're reading isn't actually fair or accurate to be consumed. It's not, it's, they're trying to invalidate something, in my mind. They're not trying to basically introduce new information. They're just pretending that they know something because half the time they don't know anything about it. So you'll read these comments. These comments will go on to present some information that you now need to go and dig deep further. And then you spend all this time trying to find out really and truly what's right from what's wrong. And you're now more confused than you were to begin with. Hence, why we're in this whole age of misinformation. You have people who are on the fence and understand certain things and are, you know, sharing that information, sharing that knowledge, sharing their gift with the world. Whatever medium it is, music, game, sport, entertainment, video games, literature, whatever the case may be. Then you have these devil's advocates or these haters who come and say, well, you're not the best in your craft. You're not actually very good at this. You shouldn't be where you are because of this. You only got here because of that. All these little insertions to pick apart why you don't necessarily fully deserve to be where you are or why your argument isn't fully sound or why you haven't been able to present uh, a, a, tang uh, no, a cogent piece of, of perspective or, like I mentioned, position that, can be, that should be consumed and socialized with the world. No. I'm going to play devil's advocate and stop it right there. I'm going to be a hater and stop it right there. Because at the end of the day, what I want to do is have you silenced. I don't want to see your message, your gift, your promise go any further. I want it to stop right here. I don't want this conversation to continue. I've had enough. I'm playing devil's advocate and I want it to end. I want this to be the last I hear about this position from you. Or I don't think you're the right person to be talking about it. And it's crazy to me. Like... It's, it's funny. Let's, let's reference something that many of you may or may not know, but I have to talk about it. 
another interesting pinpoint is this whole, if you're familiar with this, there's a famous podcaster, let's not even use any name, a famous podcaster, right? Who had two of his good friends on the podcast with him. Now, years go on, the podcast gets more and more successful, but what happened is they played at the very beginning, the podcast was set up amongst friends. So you can imagine it wasn't, they didn't engage in a business relationship or, you know, practice good business practices, should I say? They didn't activate good business practices to begin with, meaning they didn't have the paperwork in place, the legalities of the relationship weren't really considered or signed off on. There wasn't any formal business agreement made with respect to equity and ownership and partnership and collaboration and all that jazz, right? So years go on, this seems to work fine until the friends eventually have a uh, an impasse, let's say, right? So these three podcasters now are basically engaging in a conversation about who owns the rights to this podcast. How much equity do I own in this business? How much of this business am I entitled to? If we were supposed to liquidate all of our IP or copyrights, etc., how much am I going to get in terms of money? Turns out the lead figure of this podcast decided to say, well, you know, technically, if I'm being devil's advocate, I'm the one who funded everything and brought you guys on board to begin with. So, you know, really and truly, you shouldn't be having this conversation with me right now because, you know, being devil's advocate, if it wasn't for me, we wouldn't be here. No, what he's trying to basically do is troll you and gaslight you into thinking you're not entitled to anything because you didn't have the foresight to see how far this could go. You didn't actually do all the work. Now, there's probably way more to it, and I'm not going to get into that. But just think about how many uh, how many situations or scenarios have you been in where that's exactly the same thing that's happened. You try and present a piece of information. Let's say you break up with somebody. And you say, this person did me wrong. They did A, B, C. I didn't appreciate how they treated me. And I left them. And it's, I don't feel good about the relationship ending, but it's over and I'm going to ha- I'll, I'll be happy soon. And you have that one friend, quote unquote, or that person in your circle who has the audacity to not present you with a piece of devil's advocacy, a piece of information you had no need for in that point in time. And they bring up, well, you know, you didn't really call them as much as they had asked you to. Or, you know, you were a bit rude sometimes. You could have probably cooked some more or you could have taken them out some more. So, you know, you probably had a part to play into why this relationship didn't. That's not what I asked for, hater. Don't come at me with this information now about why I had a reason to play. I told you the information you needed to have. I arrived at my conclusion comprehensively. I did my own investigation. I did my own analysis and I arrived here confidently. I don't need you introducing your new interpretation about why you feel you have equal footing to kind of engage in this conversation with me. You're not the expert. And that's the point. Half these devil's advocates are not the experts. They don't know all the information. And they're so one-sided in their arguments that they fail to even realize that this is bigger than just your thinking. Yes, you have a little piece of information that does not give you the authority give you the gravitas to go in now and try and throw your weight around and let people know what you know and derail the conversation. That's not the point. So I just realized, you know, I should probably get to the beginning before we finish off this edition. So let's let's first just take a little short. Yep. Pause right here. I want you to, 
you know, grab a snack, get your beverage. I hope you already had it sipping because I was slowly looking at mine right now. I'm going to take a little sip right now. And let's get back into it. So the beginning, where did this all come from? Now, you'd be surprised. Actually, you shouldn't be surprised. The devil's advocate, this whole term really has a very religious underpinning. So uh, the devil's advocate is actually Latin. So sorry, it's the Latin interpretation or the Latin translation for devil's advocate is the advocatus diaboli. So for all you Latin speaking folk out there, letting you know I'm just flexing my Latin skills. And the advocatus diaboli is a former official position within the Catholic Church, the promoter of the faith. So the one who argued against the canonization or sainthood of a candidate in order to uncover any character flaws or misrepresentation of the evidence favoring canonization or their entryhood into, into sainthood. So in common language, because <laughs> you know we're good at for that here, in common language, the phrase playing devil's advocate describes a situation where someone given a certain point of view takes a position they do not necessarily agree with or simply an alternative position from the accepted norm for the sake of debate, right? Or to explore the thought further using a valid reasoning that both disagrees with the subject at hand and proves their own point valid. So literally, it was supposed to take the position that, you know, I don't necessarily agree with you, or I simply have an alternative position from the accepted norm. Once again, let's use a Michael Jack Jordan versus LeBron James or excuse me, Elvis Presley versus Michael Jackson. And I'm literally just trying to engage in debate, right? To explore further using valid reasoning that kind of disagrees with your subject being A is greater than B and proves my point more valid. So at this point, it was supposed to more or less force somebody to reinforce why somebody should enter a, let's say, a person submitting their eligibility for sainthood. I'm supposed to argue against this candidate's uh, eligibility in order to uncover any flaws or any misrepresentation of evidence that they presented that would favor their sainthood. It's simply supposed to be more of like a secondary, like a secondary screen so to speak. That was the whole purpose behind an advocatus diaboli, a devil's advocate. Nothing more than to make sure before we let anybody into the sainthood, let's make sure they didn't present themselves or misrepresent themselves and try and fool us and pull the wool over our eyes. Now it's since changed into people being these haters, the modern day devil's advocate, who simply just disagrees with the subject, disagrees with the accepted norm, and tries to present a new unnecessary point or perspective in order to make it seem as if they're the authority and the information. It's no longer about inciting debate. It's no longer about reinforcing your position. Show me that what you're saying is in fact true and valid and I should you know, readily accept. No, it's just simply to just derail a conversation. Half the time, they're not even trying to make it seem as if my position matters more than yours. Because before you even introduced that concept, that topic, that statement, they never had any feelings neither here nor there about it. They're simply just trying to undermine you at this point. Half the time you can talk about something and it's not because you really don't agree with it. I feel like a lot of the haters, a lot of the devil's advocates, 
They're really just trying to make it seem as if I don't like I don't like you. And because of that reason, in this moment, I don't like what you said. I don't like how you're saying it. And I'm going to make a point to actually undermine it. Because half the time, I can disagree with a lot of my friends, my, a lot of my family. Right? There's many a time you'll present an argument to me and I don't agree with it. But I don't feel the need to go in and, and present an alternative position. I don't feel the need to go and try and derail the conversation and make it seem as if, well, you know... If you had thought about it this way, you'd be better at what you're saying and it would make more sense. No, it's neither here nor there for me. And, and even going further, so it's, this is something that was essentially originated in like the 16th century. Like we're talking the 1500s is where this whole advocatus uh, diaboli even came from. And even though it has a really medieval origin, it's one of the most popular present day English idioms used to express the concept of arguing against something without actually being committed to the contrary view. So like you said, you're not, you don't even care about being contrary to the person you're arguing with. You're just using it now because you just want to be contrary. You want to be contrasting. And it used to have a purpose. It used to be a, you know, to uncover flaw. It used to be about make sure I identify misrepresentation. Now it's just about making you look bad. I'm just going to be in contrast for the sake of being in contrast. Just because I woke up with violence on my mind today. I woke up and chose violence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I woke up and I'm thinking to myself, I just want to undermine you. And this is the best way to get away with it. Half the time, like we mentioned before, just trying to sum things up a little bit. It's because I have my opinion. And, you know, thank you for engaging in this conversation. I really appreciate you took the time to enter this statement into conversation because I really had this feeling about that, but I just never knew how to kind of like bring it up or broker the dialogue. But since you've done it for me, I'm going to go ahead now and introduce my thoughts, which are completely con contrary to yours. And those haters, those, you know, not haters, those devil's advocates, I'll call them devil's advocates. I don't mind too much because in actuality, they're not really trying to hate on what you're saying. They're not really trying to bring you down or, or take away from your joy. They're just trying to say, look, I had a, I've had been meaning to talk about this. And I just didn't know how. So, like, I mean, I really appreciate you brought this to the attention of folks here. Do you mind if I kind of just derail your situation and kind of bring up mine? I mean, in lesser words, right? And to them, I say, okay, kudos to you. You saw an opportunity, you seized it. Fine. But, I mean, you didn't have to do it this way. If you were, you know... If you were an adult about it, you could have taken some time to figure out how best to bring up that situation, how best to introduce your thoughts. Now you make me feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in misalignment. My thinking's all over the place. I got to scramble now and figure out a way to defend my situation. I got to scramble now and come up with evidence to say, no, 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 no. The evidence is still sound for A, B, and C reasons because you're introducing new evidence now to make it seem as if, oh, nope. You're not actually correct. That's not right. You didn't think about this. You didn't think about that. Who are you to say any of that stuff? Who made you the authority? Even in that brief description I provided about how it, you know, propped up in medieval times, it other than saints who were already existing in the actual sainthood, there wasn't anybody who was given that role of being devil's advocate. Right? It was it was somebody appointed by authorities in the church to argue against the sainthood or canonization of a candidate. So somebody was appointed, somebody was given that duty based on their merit and skill to go about and play devil's advocate, to go and, like I mentioned, present a contrary argument to your position. 
meaning they had information. They had taken the time to assess and break down and understand the entirety of this person's candidacy before playing devil's advocate. Haters and devil's advocates these days don't even know anything beyond what you just said. It's one line you've mentioned. Half the time, they didn't even hear what you said before or after. They pinpointed one portion, one item of your thought. One little, I wouldn't say parsable, but one little small specific element in your thinking. And they've decided to just take that and run with it and be contrary to it because for some reason, they woke up and chose violence that day. So, <laughs> listen, I'm sure you all know you have a devil's advocate. I want you to sit them down, introduce them to this podcast, this edition in particular, break down the variety of ways we just talked about how devil's advocates show up in modern day, uh, talk about how in this new online debating world with full of misinformation, how much worse it is to try and place devil's advocate or hate online because you, you, you don't even know what to pay attention to from what not to pay attention to. And, and once again, sit them down and talk to them about why entering a, a contrary view, especially when you're in a vulnerable moment, is not necessary. Entering a view where it doesn't help build the conversation or help enlighten me is completely unnecessary. So if you want to play devil's advocate, if you want to try and introduce a contrary view for the sake of doing it, for just for the sake of doing it, then by all means, let me know. You know, give me that 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 disclaimer before you want to kind of play devil's advocate. Let your friends, let people in your network know that if you are going to play devil's advocate, if you're going to hate on what I'm saying and try and undermine my conversation or just completely move me or disable what I'm saying, just let me know ahead of time so I know how to react. Okay. And this is like a PSA for us all. This is a not even a public service announcement. This is an announcement to uplift you, my crusaders. That half the time when you are trying to arrive at your own thinking, trying to draw your own conclusions, be confident in what you're saying. Don't ever let a devil's advocate or a hater sway you. Because what we've learned, especially compared to where the origins of devil's advocacy came from, those modern day devil's advocates, they're doing nothing that they've been approved to do. A devil's advocate is supposed to be appointed by an authority figure, somebody who has information and is actually informed about whatever topic or statement you're presenting. So go into these conversations equipped. You are now armed with the information to pinpoint and disarm any of these devil's advocates because at the end of the day, they're just haters. And we got no time for haters here on the True Say Podcast. So once again, thank you for chilling with me. I'll see you here same time next week. Peace.